Hi everybody, welcome back to the PGC podcast. I'm here today with Tomas. Hello, Tomas. Hello, Keith. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to need you to speak a little bit louder than that into okay. the lovely microphone. Our uh, high-tech, high expensive, <laughs> 100-year microphones. Um, how are you doing? Oh, good, yeah. Not too bad. How are you keeping? Yeah, yeah, fine. I'm not the one that's just come back from Vegas. Ah, yeah, sure. A couple of days away, you know. How Recharge the batteries. Oh, yeah. How was it? Uh, it was good. I actually haven't spoken to you about it. How was you two? Uh, very, very good. It yeah. was... Uh, Something it was like something you've never seen before. The sphere, so good. You were in the sphere in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. So what's what is the sphere? It's a uh, it's like this co- it's just a concert venue, um, just a massive sphere in the middle of Vegas, attached yeah. to the Venetian Hotel, um, and the band are playing. You two are playing, and then there's a load of images projected onto the wall, portraying the songs that they're they're sing- they're singing telling the story of the songs and it's just it's a sphere on the inside yeah it's a f- massive sphere one big led screen one big led screen it's unreal yeah it sounds it sounds like you need to see it to know what really what it is yeah it's it's class it's very very good would you go again yeah 100 percent. how was the flight um both ways was okay because they were fairly empty um so i was able to stretch the legs you know mm. um so it wasn't too bad but uh, just, just long, long flights. Fourteen hours to Seattle, and then Seattle to Vegas was two hours, and then Vegas to LA, and then sixteen hours from LA to Dubai. Fourteen hours to Seattle, sixteen from LA. Yeah, yeah. Did you fly to LA from Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Two internal flights. There's no, there's no direct flight from here to Vegas. Yeah. So you have to stop off somewhere close by. Because no, you're not allowed to gamble to us. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's not yeah. good for... Uh, it's haram. Yeah, it's not good for the bank balance. Yeah. Um, okay, very good. Uh, anything else been going on in the world of nutrition and in the world of Tomas and his clients? Um, I think everything's going well. Getting a few more corporate talks, which is which is good. Um, it's giving a little bit more confidence out there. Yeah. Um and I think the last time we were on this, I think I'd say I was trembling a lot at the very start on the podcast. Yeah, I felt I felt that way. So maybe I'm a little bit more. You trembling now? No. Do I look it? No. I feel a little bit. I more don't think com- you looked it last time either, though. I I probably felt it. Maybe I was. So there's nobody listening. Maybe I wasn't showing it. So how are the corporate talks going? What are you What are you talking about? Um, mostly about not really much about weight loss, more so about how they can improve their productivity and wellness in the workplace um it's it depends on it, different companies want different things as well some some companies want weight loss um and some people want it more on the wellness side of things so implementing that little bit of stress uh, stress management ta- into the talks as well um which you're very familiar with yourself yeah. um so a combination of the two i think is is working out to be the the main thing that we're we're getting getting in there just different strategies that can help them help the staff in their day-to-day lives so who what kind of people are you speaking to like the ones that you do i'm sure it's similar to people to me but i don't obviously get the nutrition questions when i do i say listen don't talk to me about nutrition um so who's what kind of people are you are in the groups or in the in the crowds in the audiences massive difference in people uh all shapes and sizes all fitness levels but there always seems to be the similar similar questions um 
most common is what do you do if you're a stress eater uh, how do you manage the cravings when you're a stress eater um, stuff like that intermittent fasting is it good is it bad and they're kind of the most common questions and I'll get that numerous times in different ways throughout the presentation um, but most of the questions come along those kind of those kind of lines yeah um, the other question you get like are you surprised do people know more or less than you'd expect them to know when you less yeah yeah so I there's one part of the presentation where I talk about physical activity and I'm always surprised when with Instagram telling us loads that people still haven't heard of NEAT. I always uh, I always refer to it in the presentations. It's, it's not it's not neat and tidy. It's non-exercise activity thermogenesis, but nobody's ever heard of it, even with all the talk about it on Instagram these days. So I am, like, even things like uh, cutting out carbs completely, not focusing on protein, focusing on only cutting out carbs, things like that. That's your advice, or that's what they ask. That's you? what they ask. Yeah, yeah. That's what their their interpretation of everything is from social media. No carbs. No carbs. So for those people who don't know who are listening, because if those corporate people you're speaking to don't know what yeah non exercise what you just non exercise activity thermogenesis thermogenesis yeah so which is NEAT which is neat yeah so, so for those people if they don't know. Those six people that are listening to us, <laughs> they probably don't know. Definitely don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis, any activity outside of planned exercise that you that you do. So walking to the car, doing the groceries, cooking, um, me fidgeting here, yeah. tapping my foot, anything that's not ex- physical, planned exercise. So what's the advice around that then? Um, so I- in terms of weight loss it's a way better if you focus on that rather than too much on burning calories in the gym you're going to burn more calories uh, than you would in the gym so that's where you burn most of your calories throughout the day so that's your metabolism as well that included in that so that's where you burn 70% of your calories whereas in the gym it's probably 10% of your daily daily output Okay, so that's kind of in terms of weight loss. In terms of just wellness, it's getting out, clearing your head, taking a call while you're walking around. Massive help just to de-stress. Um, a same same thing with the the stress eating. If it if that triggers you, uh, if you're triggered by, st- if emotional eating is triggered by stress, something to do is just get up from the table, get up from the work desk, go for a five minute walk and come back rather than going straight for the straight for the cupboard I know it's easier said than done but practice practice it's not it's it's something that's not fixed overnight but it's something that's worked on so the so so what are the ways then is there of building up your neat aside from just like walking because you hear the same kinds of advice you know yeah park your car further away it's like well sometimes there's only one space yeah you know take the stairs I'm not taking the stairs I don't have the time you know, yeah. I have to get the lift. I live yeah. on the thirteenth floor. I'm not getting those stairs. I'll be sweating by the time I get to the end of it. Yeah. But like, what 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 ways do people do you find that people <laughs> kind of tell you that they've been able to improve their need? 
Um, a lot of time people get other people to do stuff for them. So making them do it, thems- getting them to do it themselves, like cleaning. Insta cleaning, shop. Cleaning the apartment, insta shop, uh, cooking themselves. Cleaning the apartment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, like it doesn't have to, just a, a hoover of the yeah. apartment, you know. Um, I'm not talking about like deep cleaning all yeah. the time, but just getting up and moving. Uh, even five minutes while watching TV, doing a little bit of stretching, you know. Um, at the desk, somebody might think you're a weirdo, but stand up at the desk, yeah. bend down, touch your toes, you know, yeah. five times. Little things like that. It's all increasing your activity with without planned exercise, you know. And that burns 70%. Jim said... Jim all, all, everything outside of the gym burns okay. way more than what you will in yeah. the gym. So a combination of all those things that I said helps to burn more. And that's that's your just your day to day need is that that that's they burn what am I trying to say? Calories in, calories out. Yeah. You're talking about seventy percent of your calories out. Calories out. Yeah. Seventy percent now of your recommended calories in as opposed to what people actually take in calories out uh okay okay, basically what i'm trying to say is the amount of meat people should be eating compared to how much they are eating yes so if you're eating loads and loads and loads yeah that neat diminishes down not 70 percent it's 40 percent yeah 30 percent because you're you're eating too many yes yeah yeah so you're in a surplus yeah put on weight yeah yeah. you have this extra little bit coming in so walking around is still not enough you still need to cull the extra bit pull a little bit back yeah yeah. pull back on it so then therefore people that comes to the next bit then about people thinking just no carbs is good enough yeah and that's where people cut out carbs and they wonder why they're so tired and deflated and then they start to crave have massive cravings at the end of the day and they'll eat all the sweet stuff or all the whether they're sweet or savory whatever's in the house they'll just eat it because what happens is your hunger hormones build up and they start to crave the the tasty highly hyper palatable foods and just want more and more and more whereas if you have little little bit of that you don't have to if you want to cut out carbs cut out a little bit okay don't cut them out completely because that's what's going to happen and then you end up eating as you said more than what you're burning throughout the day and you're going to put on weight so if you eat little bits of carbs throughout the day to keep your keep your energy levels up then that hunger uh, in the evening is gonna it's not gonna be as bad you might want to have a snack but you're not gonna want to keep eating that one snack is gonna satisfy that that sweet tooth and then the plan would be to not have to, to have a healthier snack yeah exactly yeah not, not to have yeah. a packet of sweets or chocolate or whatever yeah. you think insta shop can bring you yeah um so uh Going back to the carbs, uh, or, or like cutting down carbs, how do people know what's the right amount of carbs? Is the only way they can know it by calorie counting, by knowing that this many grams equals this many carbs? So they, they can be mindful as well. Uh, there's mindful eating, but also um, 
using your the palm of your hand is a really good indicator so they say for car for carbohydrates uh, go for one to two fistfuls okay obviously depending on the the weight of the person what their goal is uh loads of different factors goes into it but you can use um your hand as a portion guide so one to two portions of uh one to two fists for a portion of carbs so if i, if I put my fist on my plate yeah bosh yeah that's one portion that's one portion yeah and that's recommended by the precision nutrition that's a a trademark of theirs and it's you're talking about like the height the width yeah, sounds silly but the whole circle that's sphere, the whole sphere the sphere yeah. sphere yeah of my hand yeah that's one portion yeah they say one to two portion one to two fists so not definitely not more than two uh, depending on the size of the person like and depending on the goal like if you're looking to put on weight you probably pizza is massive pizza's huge <laughs> but there's like 2000 calories in a pizza more than 2000 calories in a pizza I wonder how many fists a pizza The pizza must be like <laughs> six or ten fists. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Maybe more. Yeah, and quarter pounders are also massive. Yeah. Um, okay, you interesting. Can a, you can have a fist of rice, and that could be like 150 calories. That's so a lot, though, isn't it? If you're looking at if you're looking at it like that, then how much is a how much is a how much is a pizza? Probably 20 fists. Yeah. Close, close to 20. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. loads and loads. Yeah. yeah. And then there's not enough carbs, not enough protein with that. In a pizza, unless you get a meat lovers. Yeah, but there's still no way near. Yeah. You're, the ratio is still 20 to yeah. 3 at yeah. the most, 20 to 4. Yeah. Um. So how much protein should be on the plate? Based on that, a palm. A palm. Yeah. So ta- not not including your fingers, just the, just the palm of your hand, just that circle. Again depending on the goal, the size of the person. If it was... So the only difference between the palm and the fist is the, the height. The height, yeah. So if you're looking at a chicken breast... Yeah. I like how you're trying to do it with the microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> struggling here. <laughs> if you're looking at a chicken breast, like, obviously if a chicken breast is like that, it's going to yeah. be a lot bigger. But most chicken breasts are re- fairly uniform in height unless they're pumped with uh, a lot of hormones so what you mean is your hand is flat yeah up in the air your palms up in the air yeah yeah so one one to two palms yeah again depending on the size of the person the weight their goal all of these things come into account and then for fats they say a thumb your thumb should be the fats on the plate yeah, yeah. avocado is way bigger than that oh, i know that's like a lot of people think like just because avocado is a healthy fat a healthy fat they can just chow down on it yeah a lot of calories in it but I mean yeah there's a, obviously there's a lot worse things that you could put into your body but in terms of especially weight loss people yeah. think it's a great a great choice but is it is it the best it's just so many calories isn't it yeah, yeah. so like, so uh, the big thing with that size is probably the calorie limitation yeah exactly the, the fats aren't as bad as we were always told that but just the quantity of them they're like per gram of carbs and fat uh, carbs and protein there's four calories whereas with fats there's nine calories per gram so there's nine calories nine per calories per gram yeah so it's over double the amount of per gram yeah so it's the same as two and a half thumbs of carbs yeah exactly which is a small f- part of the fist okay very good so um that's per meal 
Yeah. Is that every meal? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah. So people who are just trying to put all this together and people who are trying to figure out what the right amount of carbs is or, no, going back again, they're trying to, what was the first question that most people had for, like, with you? Stress eating. And then the other one you said, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, that's very interesting. fasting. Um, no, there was something else that maybe go down this route of the, of the, yeah, of the carbs. But I think it was cut, cutting out carbs. Yeah, we're basically saying yeah. like breakfast, lunch, and dinner should be a thumb of fat, a palm, protein and one to two fists of carbs yeah so there's still a lot more carbs on the plate yeah so it, carbs are your primary energy source at the end of the day so they are going to be utilized a lot more throughout the day so as long as you're controlling your your calorie intake whether it's through the through the palm the fist and the thumb yeah or using a, an app like my fitness pal or nutritic nutritics um or hexis as as we use here um as long as you're tracking uh, what i tell people uh, most of the people i work with is for weight loss so mm-hmm. i would typically tell them to stick to their calorie intake and their protein goal otherwise they get so fixated by carbs and fats mm-hmm. and there's no need to get as fixated so yes when you get to a certain level you can start getting fixated by those two but to start with as an introduction focusing on calorie goal and protein so i i that's how i like to go about things and let things fluctuate a little bit with the carbs and the fats so that's I mean what we're what we're talking about this with this thumb palm fist thing is when they're all separate on the plate. Yeah. What if it's a acai bowl? Yeah. yeah. Well, acai bowl. Uh, I have there's an, like there's new nutrient density in it in terms yeah. of like fruits, but it's what you can get them for four hundred calories, but there could be three grams of protein. So, in terms of bang for your book, it's not the it's not the most optimal in terms of um in terms of filling as well it, it might fill you there and then but it won't keep you full go- mm. going because there's not much protein yeah but like how do people go about figuring out how many palms and fists there are in meals that are yeah small yeah there's not a, there's not a palm or a fist of either yeah. of these things in this yeah they're eating out the restaurants being a little bit small portion we'll say on the plate that's See when you're eating out as well, like it's all cooked in a lot of oil and butter, so you know you you it's going to be a lot harder when you're eating out. But making allowances for that, like if you know you're going out, I would always say maybe I let allow for an extra three hundred calories for that meal, an extra two hundred calories. But even grabbing like, because I w- we talked talked about this a bunch. I grab like a chicken wrap yeah. somewhere. <laughs> On the way, just quickly, bosh, grab it. Yeah. Um, there's definitely not more than a thumb of fats in anything, I guess. So I'm okay on those calories, on the fats. Protein, they're cutting corners with protein. They're giving me more bread than anything else on the thing. You yeah. Know? So I suppose, I suppose now having just said that, I can guess how much thumbs and fats and palms and, and yeah, this are. It takes just a, it, t- it might take a little bit of. Guesstimating. Guesstimating. <laughs> But like it, those those chicken wraps, the avocado one. Yeah, <laughs> the, 
there's there was a, there's avocado in it and yeah. then there's probably mayo in it yeah so that mayo was fat as well yeah so those two combined well, i hope there's not more th- my thumb of mayo in that you never know with these, with these yeah things. You probably, especially no. when they're pre-made well that's exactly it this is, so i know people always go eating out what do you want to go eat out when you go to restaurants but there's there's everything in between yeah. c- home cooking and being in a restaurant. Yeah. Do you know, there's all the sandwiches, there's all the delis, there's the um, Lebanese food, you know, it's, it's a, re- it's, it's a sit-on-the-footpath on the chairs and tables out. So, you know, it's those kind of restaurants as well that people don't always think about. Or just grabbing, you go for a coffee and you'll just grab something in the, ca- in the glass display case. Yeah. Do you know? Those, like, those, some of those glass displays, are they look incredible. But yeah. When you look deeper, they're... Half your day's calories. Yes, and especially in Starbucks, people yeah. look out for that. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Like you go for lunch. Yeah. You're not thinking I'm going out to a restaurant. I need to. Th- need to. Th- 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 it's just I'm starving. I'll get a coffee. Actually, no, I'm really hungry. Let me just get that chicken thing there, or the, yeah. you know, oh, there's chicken in it. It must be good. You know, but it's all chopped up. It's all prepared. It's all in a neat little package on the plate. That's How it. much is there of this in? Yeah, fists and and palms. When w- that's again, and making an allowance, giving people an allowance for that, like th- eating out, corporate lunches, whatever it might, be, eating with clients, whatever it is, um, you have to kind of give them good options. A lot of times, I'll tell them to send me the menu, and see what I believe is a good option generally a lot of people will go for a pasta option because they're like oh the rest is all chips and uh, chips and burger but that p- pasta option could be full of cream mm-hmm. so the burger and a baked potato instead of the chips might be the best option do you know yes there's a lot of carbs but the amount of fat that's going to go into that cream is going to drive your calories through the roof so it's it's just about taking maybe an extra five minutes or to, to think is this what's going to what's going to support my goal the best here little things like getting the sauces on the side as well uh, because when they when they put the, s- the sauces on the thing they tend to put a lot more mm. whereas when they give you the give it to you on the side it's only in a little ramekin so that's uh, a little what do you call it ramekin what's that mean a little, <laughs> a little little holder okay <laughs> that's what it's called a ramekin I think so yeah <laughs> ma'am help me out here <laughs> Okay, very good. I've never uh, heard that word before. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, you you I family have a pub. <laughs> is that what they call it? Uh, well, there's no food in that pub anyway. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Purely wet. <laughs> just uh, just liquid lunch. Just liquid lunch, yeah. Um, yeah, so then the sauce on the side yeah, is better. Yeah, because those sauces tend to have a, a lot of fat. And again, nine calories per gram, so... Yeah, very good. So then, how do you? What advice do you give for people who are t- tuning into the the stressful eating, um, or they're eating to try and reduce their stress? It's a hard one, and it sounds like it's because everybody's everybody will be different, and some people, uh, as I said earlier it's about practicing it's not going to happen overnight you're not going to it's not going to be perfect all the time but if you can maybe the next time you feel stressed and you want to you want to go for the the high the hyper palatable foods the really tasty stuff um because of the stress 
get up get up from your desk or wherever you are and just go for a quick walk like five minutes clear your head come back see how you feel okay um another thing is most people will have like a secret drawer in their in their office or at home so they know that there's a a sweet treat in there get rid of it for when they want to get rid of it yeah so get rid Get, get rid, rid of it or get rid of the majority of it. Or lock it with a code that like yeah. <laughs> is timed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, get rid of it or leave a certain amount of it. So l- say... Do people tell you they have secret drawers? Yeah. In their offices? Well, not, they're not secret, but they have a, a drawer full of treats. In their... Helps them at home or in their office? In the office as well. So people just... People bring stuff into the office just to chow down on during the day as they're going. So they know that. I mean, that's it. This is why, like, because there's a bunch of stuff is you have to figure out that right right now I'm stressed. Yeah. It's kind of like, and then you have to go, I'm about to make a bad decision. It's about, yeah, exactly. Figuring out what triggers it. Yeah. And how best you, like, how can you deal with that before, obviously the stress might come, but is there a way that you can deal with it before, like go, getting up before it happens and going going for that walk? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As the, you feel the stress building, so you go for the, that walk. Um, but if the if the thing is the the drawer is full of stuff, say have rather than filling it at the start of the week, so there's endless options. Mm. Put like one a day. Yeah, that sounds like very, very, very obvious advice. It's like, yeah, but people just are like, "How am I going to deal with one a day?" Do you know? But replace it, replace the rest of it with fruit or something, something that you like. But, but yeah, it's a better option. It's, it's even like, is it really going to make you feel better? Because look, look, listen to you now, and look at you now, and and look at the overview of where you're at with your health and your wellness. Exactly. Exactly. It's like it's. Because most food will make you feel better. Yeah, that's the nature of of the human nervous system. Any food will make you feel better. Yeah, the sugary stuff might make you feel a little bit more better. Do you know? Yeah. But yeah. twenty minutes later, how good are you feeling? Yeah, exactly. You're not feeling great. So, like having just not being a nutritionist, but my advice to people would be to just have a meal there ready to go, so you're not hungry. Yeah. And when you are stressed, you have to eat that meal. You can't eat the chocolate meal. That's you the know? thing, yeah. Yeah. Because you will feel better after the food. It's just, 100%. and if it's nice food, and now you know it's healthy. If you're really, no, no, I need the sugar, then you d- I don't know. My my gut reaction to that in my mind would be, do you really? Yeah. Like, do you really need it, or are you just, do you like it? Yeah. Because because you're because you're you're chipping away at yourself over here, on the health and the wellness and the whatever body weight whatever whatever, whatever goals you have in your fitness life, maybe you don't have any any goals, but uh, is it really going to make you feel better? Do you really need it? Like yeah, yeah that's this is for me is where <laughs> now we start getting into nutrition as a psychology. Yeah, that's do you know that's, that's a whole other yeah, and that's this then. is why like. I'm happy you exist yeah. and your love for nutrition because I'd rather have people talk to you because I'm like, you don't need those sugars. <laughs> you just don't. You tell yourself you do. You don't. Yeah. Like, I've got a cupboard in my in my kitchen. It's full of crap. It's been like that. I haven't eaten it. 
I remember you saying that. It's yeah. full of Irish crisps, and there's a big, massive tub of Quality Street up there that's got its distillatee on. Probably got it last Christmas, actually. Yeah. It's nearly a year ago. Sell by dates coming up. <laughs> yeah, well, well I'll by. check it and I'll throw it if it is. But, yeah. like, I don't need it. Do you know? I definitely get cravings. Diet Coke is my vice. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Soft drinks as well. Like, yeah. low calorie soft drinks are a great yeah. option as well. Um, is Diet Coke a low calorie soft drink? It's a one calorie or so. Oh, yes. Or is there is there four? Or it's something? probably this. I mean, there's that debate about the aspartamine, though, isn't there? That's yeah, but they say, I was listening to something the other day, and they're like, for aspartame to be harmful, you'd have to be on an eye drip, IV drip for, and get like 90 million. I can't remember the number. Yeah, but like. But you'd have to be on an IV drip for that to happen. A lot more than a couple of cans a day. Yeah. Because now what I've started doing is I don't even finish the cans. I'll drink half the can. Yeah. Leave it in the fridge for later. Put it back in the fridge. And then the next day I come back and I'm like, I'm actually not going to drink that bit. Yeah. Ch- ch- chuck it away. Flat. Uh, that evening I open up another one. Drink half of it. Sometimes I drink it all, but drink yeah. half of it and then put it back in the fridge. And the next day throw it away. Um, They're a lifesaver for me. Like. Diet Coke? Yeah. Diet Coke. Anything low calorie, fizzy. Even fizzy water. I love it. Keeps you on the straight and narrow. Keeps you on the straight Because, yeah, Tommy, you, I know I've talked to you talked about this before with you but I don't know if people know you had a little uh, weight loss journey yourself there's some photos gone up on Instagram there a little while ago of yeah Tommy filling a pink shirt (laughs) filling a pink shirt all right so what weight were you back then Uh, I was about 115 kilos back then yeah and what are you now 90 on the button so you're, you lost 25 kg why don't you have in your bio lost 25 kg and then add a kg every month quietly when <laughs> no one's looking and end up at lost 75 kg yeah, yeah. I know people and it's uh, if I see them I would happily say it to their face I remember you when you lost 74 kg and now your Instagram bio says you lost 124 so if you're at, if you put on 50 and you're adding that again you need to tell people yeah exactly if yeah. you lost 74 gained 40 then <laughs> lost 40 yeah and you're adding those two numbers together and you're saying you lost 114 yeah like I, I got down to 82 but life got in the way then <laughs> when were you 82 god i can't remember like like, like recently two or years ago, last two years year. ago when were you 115 uh say 20 2019. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're 115 um, in 2019. Yeah. And then you got down to 82, what, 21, 2021, 2022? Yeah, I kind of like got to, got to 85 in, say, 2020. Really? Yeah. So you lost 30, you lost 20 kg. Yeah. That's what, what am I about to say? Yeah, 30 kg. Yeah. In that, in that, go- in that year, yeah. two years. Well, it's maybe a year and a half and what are you doing differently now that you've put it back on like have you put it back on in in I'd say I've put on a good bit of muscle compared compare in comparison to then yeah because when I got to 85 just before when did you have your back issue or your hip issue I mean oh that was 2020 when it got really bad so in the midst of this weight loss you had a hip yeah. operation uh, I'm trying to figure out the dates now I lost the weight before I got the hip done. Right. That was the that was it. I lost because it got so bad. I was like, something needs to change, help it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Were you teaching then? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I got the so say I started twenty nineteen, early twenty nineteen and I got the operation the end of twenty twenty. So it was about a year and a half. Even if you say two years, it's still yeah. you lost thirty kg in two years. Yeah. If you go all the way to the end of each year. Yeah. And what what were you doing that put the weight on? Drinking. <laughs> was yeah. it? Yeah, drinking. A lot of drinking. A lot of brunching. What age were you? Twenty five. Just came to Dubai what and was lose. came to the, came to Rack. Yeah, yeah. The Rack. Twenty four what what were you why were you back in back in Ireland, roughly? Uh I dropped down to about an I think b- coming out here, I was about 105. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then... That's still quite big, though. But when I was... So I can't really blame just... When I, when I was you're abusing a lot back in Liberty Bell with no yeah. food. When I was uh, when I was in sixth year, like, I was in a lot better shape than that, than that 115. But I was 117. Really? Yeah, I was a lot less... Like, I had a lot less fat on my body. I was much more in shape, I would say. Wow. Yeah. Playing rugby, yeah. So, fair enough. So you yeah. just got on the booze, got on the food. Yeah, that was before you did your nutrition studies. Kind of, yeah, just before. Yeah. yeah, I was doing, I was studying online. Still. Is that why you went into nutrition? Uh, no, I, I was doing S and C through St Mary's, and yeah, I knew it wasn't. The, I wanted more, something more. Like I could, like I knew I could do the training part, but I wanted to help people and know what to do and know how, yeah. notice what to say, etc. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I went down the nutrition line as well to kind of help people a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, I uh, I remember being a fitness, a qualified fitness instructor, being in the gym in Dublin. And people ask me about diet. I remember just telling them, oh, yeah, just, you know, eat your leafy greens and get plenty of veg. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea. Veggies are very important as well. Yeah, of course, veggies. Um, But But going back to your your point about the the meals during the day, a lot of people won't eat a breakfast, a lunch, and then they'll have dinner when they go home. But they've snacked all throughout today, the and they're like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't eat much at all." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you look at it, and they're they're constantly grazing, which drives their calories through the roof. But when you start to give them, as you said, eat your breakfast, eat your lunch, mm-hmm. and eat your dinner, it's a game changer for them because they're not, and they don't feel the need to snack throughout today. Do you know? So just going back to that, sorry. Yeah, no, but that comes. That also brings it back one step further to the intermittent fasting question. Yeah. So what's because because you sent me that podcast actually, and I did listen to a lot of it. Um, even though that's exactly the kind of stuff I can't bear to listen to, but she because she goes into a lot of detail. Yeah, no, I I I'm not gonna say I know a lot about what she was talking about. Yeah, cause no, because yeah, she I basically do her course as well. Yeah, basically, you sent me a podcast. You, I don't remember the lady's name, but she talks about fasting for females. Yeah. And the hormone cycle, and and but she goes deep into it. Really deep. It's a very interesting podcast. Um, and but she she also grounds it a lot in the female menstrual cycle. Yeah. The different stages of of when women have a small release in testosterone, they yeah. should push strength, and when they're post uh, cycle, they should kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. I think if that's what I, I yeah, think yeah that's what she was saying yeah. Um, 
therefore the hormones are different fasting needs to be uh, the fasting times need to be different exactly yeah. um i haven't i got through the first third of it and, I, and then i actually s- continued to listen and i wasn't paying attention because i was doing some other stuff so i had to stop it and go back to some stupid comedian podcast <laughs> <laughs> that you don't have to really pay attention to yeah but um yeah so aside from that like let's kind of ground in what, what you're about to say in the idea that there's actually a lot of research still to be done on fasting yeah and a lot of common knowledge still to be shared yeah based on whether females specifically should and when and what time and and it should change between yeah between the the different times of the month um but yeah like what's because for me just speaking just about me because this is it's not just about me yeah but let's talk about me um (laughs) (laughs) i'll go up until midday not eating yeah and then i'll just have lunch and actually this week since these food things have been delivered i've actually started about to eat about half 10 11 in the morning which is not ma- not a massive difference to me but i actually do feel way better coming into which makes sense coming into 12 one o'clock when i'm going to eat yeah usually i'm just hanging on there yeah and i just absolutely starving when i have my first meal and i'm fine with that because i'm I, i'm not getting hangry or any or stressed or anything like that okay but Aside from this week, I'd usually go 12, half 12 before I'd eat. And then another couple of meals. And then the last meal is late at night. We don't get out of here till 8. Get okay. home at half 8, walk the dog, get some food. It's like 9 o'clock. So I don't have an end of my day window. Yeah. Usually I'm asleep by half 10. So somewhere in there, I'm just getting a meal in. Like I don't. But I've been able to do The first time I had to shift from having breakfast, like 8 a.m. to that midday window. I was so hungry. I remember you saying that. Just yeah. was terrible. Yeah. And I had to push it an hour and then like weeks later push another hour, weeks later push it another hour. And then it took me a long time to be able to stay at that twelve o'clock without like ten AM one random day just having a burst of hunger pains. Yeah. Um and I think it's done me all right. Like I it's one thing less thing to think about, which I think is a big reason why people don't eat during work is they're, they're just busy. Yeah. Busy, they don't have yeah. time. Yeah sit down go to the f- imagine you're getting slammed with meetings and you have to say no no i'm Can't going to go have my lunch <laughs> it doesn't happen for people yeah. they just get told no yeah. yeah you've got four meetings in your diary at the same time with different people already like yeah so what yeah what, what, what how do you how do you talk people through fasting uh it's it suits some people it doesn't suit others um and again like for you it, how long did it take you to get to that stage was it a month a month at at the at the shortest, yeah, being Probably comfortable longer. with it. Probably longer, yeah. That's getting to twelve o'clock. Yeah, I would say two months, maybe three. I couldn't believe how long it took me. Yeah, see, some people wouldn't be able to, wouldn't have the discipline to last that long to, to persevere with it. Yeah, whereas you're there now. Yeah, and it's second nature, like it's part of your routine. Yeah. Do you know, so so some people, uh, most people, don't have the discipline to get to that stage yeah and i would and say i only have half the discipline because i don't do it in the evenings yeah i don't go all right it's eight o'clock no more food yeah because i don't have the dis- two or three nights a week we're here really late so it's not going to happen but yeah. I, that's not the same for the other four nights i could yeah. easily go eight o'clock no but i i don't have the discipline at the night time yeah do you know yeah so i totally get it I've, i i did intermittent fasting for a while and it's like like monday to friday and again the first week was horrendous first week or two was so bad like i was 
falling asleep in in school and stuff. I was like, you did it in school? Like when I was teaching in rack. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I was falling asleep at the at my desk. Well, obviously not when I was teaching, but when I was on my breaks. So why is that? You're just down in energy. You're yeah. just down in, in food. Yeah, you're just not not used to. It's something your body's not used to. You're coffee wouldn't do do the opposite. Um, coffee kind of is a just blocks the receptors the the dopamine receptors in yeah. your brain so it's not really it's not but it wouldn't keep you the caffeine wouldn't keep you awake I mean no no not at that stage I was drinking a lot of coffee yeah yeah yeah. there's the catecholamines or, or some sort of yes word that sounds like that is yeah. the hunger suppressant in the coffee yeah um, which doesn't really work for me I still if I'm yeah. hungry coffee won't won't exactly. touch it exactly um, but it's supposed to be a hunger suppressor um yeah, so I think it, I again like people are fine. Some people, some people are fine with doing a two or three day water only fast because they yeah. know there's a means to an end, and it's only three days. But then they go back to their old ways and yeah. go back to having breakfast. She talks in that podcast, and a few a few women have told me about this. Like a twenty four hour fast changes this, and a three day fast then. Yeah, like, but I'm just like, there must be better ways to achieve that. Thing. She she has an infograph on Google. Uh, or uh, what's her name? By the way, Mandy Peltz, Doctor mm. Mandy Peltz. Right. Um, so anyone listening, have yeah. a little Google. Google uh, podcast with Doctor Rangan Chandri. Yeah. And yeah, he, Mandy Peltz. He's, he's got one of those English accents. He lives in LA. Soft t- speaking. I think it's. I feel it's so patronising. <laughs> But he's, I've heard him on other podcasts, yeah. and he's not like that. But on okay. his podcast, I feel like everything is just the most amazing thing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just amazing how this is... That's ju- amazing what you just said, because, yeah. God, just get on with it. <laughs> but no, he is good, to, to be fair. I'm just yeah. being... No, he, I'm just he being is, a only He home. is, but he is very soft-spoken. It's yeah. just like, do, be, your, be yourself, man. Yeah, just um, get on with a chat, but don't look for big and making every point that the lady makes the best point ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's good yeah Mandy but yeah Dr. what was it Mandy Peltz yeah that's her she has like if you look up her if you google what's her her book called do you know I can't remember the name of it she talks about it in that podcast Um, but if you google Mandy Peltz fasting the infograph of the times and what those what those fasting times benefit the most yeah keep going I'll see if I can do it you'll be able to see not that people so there's like uh, benefits for autophagy benefits for increasing testosterone um, I can't there's loads of there's like six or seven different ones yeah keep talking fill, um, the, fill the silence but <laughs> yeah no it's, uh, it's a very interesting podcast especially for that anybody one. yeah that's the one uh, especially for any females that kind of struggle with their menstrual cycle um, I would say and it's definitely something that I am going to look into a little bit more, and I think she has a course. So this is way too complicated to explain. Over the thing, it looks like in the uh, London Underground tube map. Give a look. <laughs> oh yeah, so there's about six different, seven different colours, different lines, blues and yellows and reds. Yeah. So after it says after four days, your blood glucose and insulin will be at its lowest. After three days, your autophagy and human growth hormone will be at its highest so this is after those days of fasting Mm. after three days 
uh, sorry, after five days, weight loss and ketones will be at their highest. So that's when you start this going is, to and ketosis. And this is fasting for five days. Yeah. Yeah, like there's easier ways to do it than yeah, that. Yeah, mental. Uh, and then intestinal stem cells and immune reboot and musculoskeletal yeah. skeletal benefits. The autophages and the testosterone, that's your body's natural, like healing. Yeah. Healing guy, healing... That's like two or three days, and that's like the most popular, I'd say. That's hardcore. That's really hardcore, yeah. I would be a monster <laughs> if I was doing that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so... Fair enough, look, people, check her book out. Um, yeah, anything else going on with you, Tomas, before we wrap up? Um, no, all's good. Looking what forward to the sevens at the end of the month. You going? I think so, yeah, for one day. For one day of uh, fasting. One day of fasting. Liquid diet Li- only. Liquid diet. <laughs> Stay hydrated, Tomas. Yeah. It's going to be hot out there. Absolutely. Don't want to see you without a drink in your hands. With my sphere bottle. Yeah, full of water, yeah. Full of water. Clear liquid. Okay, cool. Well, just let people know anyway. What uh, it's at Tomas Young Coaching. At Tomas Young Coaching, yeah. And uh, you can get in touch with Tomas through our stuff as well. Yeah. If you want to chat with him about his advice, nutrition, whatever else you need. Yeah. We didn't t- touch too much on hexes, but we'll do another one on. Uh, maybe yeah. On maybe on that. Maybe a video of that. Maybe sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's give it a. We got a talk this weekend, which yeah. just probably go out after the talk yeah. on Hexus, and that'll give us some good ideas as to what to talk about. Hexus is just an app that's doing things by aiming at a calorie count for activity, yeah. rather than you telling it what your goal is, exactly. weight loss or muscle yeah. gain. Carb coding. Yeah. So just give like a 20-second explanation of it. Yeah, so it's... Uh it's an app that's it's all AI generated. So you put in your information, it'll spit back. You should have said it's it's coming to you directly <laughs> on the back end, and you <laughs> are spitting back yourself. <laughs> You're doing the hard work. <laughs> so it'll give you a calorie goal, and you put in your activity. So whether it's weights, a cycle, uh, going for a run, and based on that, it will car it will carb code what you should eat. So red means low carb, orange means moderate carb, and green is high carb. So depending on how active you are and depending on your goals, it will fluctuate in those. And depending how many meals you have in a day, it will tell you how many calories to go with that meal. So it's a it's a really, really cool app and something that we're very excited to yeah. be partnered with. Yeah, it could be the future. If it gets big enough, it'll, it, it could be the future of how people uh, yeah. use technology for their diets. Cause yeah, definitely. It's not just weight loss or muscle building. Um, so cool. Yeah, we can chat about that another time. Maybe get Chris in. Chris likes to talk about that. Yeah. All right. Cheers, All right. guys. See you next time. Thank you.